Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment, but same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. I'm your host, David, and as always, we are brought to you by 1-800-CONTACTS. They're dope contacts. If you need contacts, don't think about it. Go to 1-800-CONTACTS, they'll hook you up. And we're also brought to you by Lingo Eyewear. Go to www.lingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight. If you would like some amazing, fashionable, stylish, swaggy prescription glasses and sunglasses, they can even fit the glasses specifically for you with the style you want online. You don't have to go into a store or anything like that. They did it for my big head. Yes, if you haven't noticed from our episodes, I have a big head. It's not a secret. All my friends made fun of me about it. Could never fit in the fitted caps. They can even help someone like you or like me, I should say. Got great glasses out there, tons of options, and it's spelled L-I-I-N-G-O. So just go to www.liingoeyewear.com backslash light the fight. If you use code word light the fight, you can get $30 off your first order. So now to the episode. So today's episode, I'm going to be talking about anxiety. In fact, I want you to see anxiety as a tool instead of torture, torment, or troublesome. When I talk about anxiety with my clients, it's usually from a perspective of they're sharing with me the anxiety they're having in certain situations. Many of my clients, I don't think it's a secret to them or to myself, that they're struggling with anxiety to a point where it can be diagnosable. Not all of my clients have diagnosable anxiety. And if you're not familiar with diagnosable anxiety is, I'm going to make it real short for you. Anxiety in short amounts, two to three weeks, even a couple months. By the way, just Google all the description of anxiety, but really it's excessive worry. I won't get into all the characteristics and all the attributes of it because I think it's pretty standard. Most people know it. So if you have it for a couple weeks, it's called an episode. If you have it for over six months, then you start to get in a little bit of different territory where if it continues past six months and it's affecting your life in lots of bad ways, it affects your job, relationships, your day-to-day functioning, then it's possible that it could be diagnosable as a greater issue. Lots of different types of anxieties out there. There's general anxiety, there's social anxiety, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, that's an anxiety disorder. So the point I'm trying to make to you guys is that when I talk about anxiety with my clients, it's usually helping them with said anxiety. And all too often, they will come to me saying, hey Dave, will you help me with my anxiety? So I have them tell me what's going on. And they tell me what's going on. Now what I'm about to share with you is not as simple as you just do this one thing and you're gonna be okay, you're good to go and you won't have your anxiety anymore. I wish that was the case. I would charge a whole lot more money if I could just tell someone to do one thing, their anxiety went away, they wouldn't need me for more than one session and my sessions would be a lot more expensive. But since that's not the case, I got to sit with people, I got to work with them and I got to really understand where their anxiety is coming from. And then I have to help them see where their anxiety is coming from. And most importantly, I need to help them see it as a tool instead of torture. Because it's safe to say if someone's coming in to see a therapist, a counselor like me, The anxiety is beyond just, oh, I'm a little worried. No, it's going to be a lot more extreme than that. So I think most of you guys have heard the saying, you are your own worst critic. In fact, I don't know anyone personally or anyone that I've ever heard of that's ever argued that statement. Most people would agree that you are harder on yourself than anyone else. 
That there's something inside our operating system that's constantly like, you should have done that. Why didn't you do this? How can you do that? What's wrong with you? And it's just this critic that's just constantly saying all these things. Now, if this gets out of control, and if you can't stop it, it could be very problemsome. But maybe anxiety, in fact, my belief is that anxiety at its core before it gets out of control, before it gets in the diagnosable disorder type phase, anxiety, your anxiety is in our operating system. It's on our hard drive to help us. It's trying to tell us something. As I said, if we don't see it as a tool and it gets out of control, and sometimes it's not in our control that it's out of control. Sometimes we could have had horrible things happen to us. PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder, that is an anxiety disorder. So I got to be really careful with you guys. I'm not trying to say that all these anxiety disorders will be cured by me, by you doing simply just this and listening to this one episode of this podcast. But if you take my suggestions and you put this to the test, you can see how you can use your anxiety as a teaching tool and something over time that you can learn from. Because our, our ancestors and everyone that's lived before us, anxiety was something that was part of their common human experience and helped them get through difficult times. So for example, I'm a surfer and I like an ocean surfer. I know nowadays you can surf behind the boat. One thing that ocean surfers and boat surfers don't have in common is a fear of being attacked by a great white shark. Now, unless you're doing the, the wake boat surfing in the ocean, you're usually doing it in a lake. So as an ocean surfer, I've been in the ocean my whole entire life. One day I was in the ocean and it was dark or getting dark. And for 45 minutes, this one big sea lion that would always come during the summertime when the warm water and the fish would come, he's sitting there chewing on fish. We even named him Sammy the sea lion. He was a local, <laughs> saw him there all the time. Sometimes he'd scare me because he's huge, but mostly I'm like, hey, he's, he's harmless. He's not going to do anything. Well, he's sitting there feeding on fish, having a good time, and I'm catching waves, having a good time. Well, it starts to get dark. And then without me even thinking about it, that he was chumming up the water. I'm sitting there looking at the horizon. The sun's already gone down. And all of a sudden, right coming towards me about maybe 50 yards away, I see a little V in the water. And it goes, doom, 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 doom. And it's coming right towards me. Well, five minutes earlier, I saw Sammy the sea lion on the inside. So I'm, sur I'm surfing outside where the waves are at. Sammy's on the inside, laying on his back, eating fish, doing his thing. And I'm just sitting there and all of a sudden I, I looked and I saw this V coming towards me. It was just the top of a shark's fin. And by the way, if you know anything about sharks, they don't move like this. That's dolphins. This is the way sharks move. And I looked at this and I'm like, that's a shark. And instantly I went, that could be 20 feet or two feet. And then I thought, oh crap. There's blood in the water. And Sammy, right behind me, is eating fish. And I turn around. Sammy was gone. What do you think I had? Anxiety. That's right. I've had a few different shark encounters in my lifetime. This one was especially concerning because it was dusk. Everybody that's ever watched Shark Week knows anything about sharks. They tend to like to feed at that time. And they can sense blood from like up to a mile away. So, of course, I had anxiety. And you know why I had anxiety? It's because I should have anxiety. I should be worried. Everything from my ancestors and from what I knew about sharks and being in the ocean told me, you need to get out of the water. But it also told me I couldn't freak out 
and I could not panic because it's known for surfers and people in the water all the time, predators such as great white sharks are used to their prey running from them. So here I am saying, I can't freak out and just ah, start paddling and trying to get away from it. I can't do that. I got to play it calm, but it's pretty hard to play it calm because in that area of Southern California where I'm from, the only shark that you're going to get attacked by is a shark called a great white. That's the shark you don't want to be attacked by. So my anxiety is going off. I'm having all this anxiety and stress and worry. My friend was paddling out. I saw a guy over there. I paddled up to him. I talked to him about it. Like we all just kind of got together and slowly paddled in. We dealt with the anxiety. It went away. That anxiety, if I did not have that anxiety, I don't know what could happen, but it was there to protect me and to save me. So the point I'm trying to make to you is that anxiety at its core is our friend. It is there to help us. It is there to support us. And it's there to keep us alive and keep us safe. But what were to happen if it kept on talking to us and we kept on ignoring it? We, we didn't want to hear about it. Maybe we're living in a time where, I don't know, we have little rectangle things in our hand that could distract us. Wait, I have anxiety. I have worry. I'm stressed. Hold on. Let me just scroll. Let me get on my phone. Let me do this. Let me text people. Let me deal with my anxiety by distracting myself so I don't have to think about it. Well, unfortunately, if we don't think about our anxiety, if we don't ponder it and consider it, we will not understand what it's trying to tell us. So my suggestion, my tool for you today, again, this is not a one-stop shop. This is not going to solve all your problems, but it is a great conversation that I want you to have with yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you are your own worst critic, well, guess what? You're also capable of being your own best friend and your own best coach and your best counselor. In fact, a lot of times when I see people for the very first time in sessions, I tell them, I got the majority of information that you will need to make the right decisions in your life to help you get through these difficult times is already inside of you. I just want to talk to you, ask you the right questions, help you figure out and bring things to the surface so that you can make the decisions that helps you realize that you're on the right path, that you're connected with. Almost like there's like, there's two parts of you. It's like they have to be in balance. And when they're in agreement that you're going on the right path, your mind, your body, your emotions, when all those things are on the same play, in the same place and you're on the right path, your anxiety is calmed or at least more manageable and you feel that you're progressing and moving forward. Anxiety doesn't necessarily come from relaxation, from avoiding things, from not having to deal with them. Anxiety comes from not dealing with them and still trying to relax. You can't relax. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. The clock's going. It's constantly going. No matter how many social media feeds you on, no matter how many books you read, no matter how many Netflix specials you watch, Oh, it's there. And if you don't remember what it was like in high school and college or in grade school, during school when you had projects and you have homework to do, you could be out hanging out with your friends. You could be having a good time. But you know in the back of your head, there's that thing telling you, you should be reading, you should be doing your homework. And that anxiety, if not addressed, if not dealt with, if not taken serious, will slowly grow and it can grow out of control. So I want you to ask yourself a question. What is it trying to tell me? If you're your own worst critic, like I said, then you have to be able to be your own best coach. What does a good coach do? Train you, prepare you, but they also ask you tough questions. And then you got to think about it. 
They're trying to challenge you. If you're struggling with anxiety and you ask yourself, I need to really ponder and think about what is my anxiety trying to tell me? Now you've changed it from this is troublesome and I need to avoid it, I need to get away from it to I need to engage. I need to wonder and think about what it's trying to tell me. If you're a sports fan, you'll know sometimes the very best defense is a really good offense. Do not tuck your tail and run from the anxiety. About face, look at it, and try to figure out what it's trying to communicate to you. Now again, like I said, this is not a silver bullet. This is not something that's going to be able to take all your problems away, but it's going to change your relationship with anxiety. It's no secret Then when people come to see me, their anxiety is usually kind of out of control. Or at least to if, if that's their issue. Not everybody has anxiety that comes in to see me, but if they didn't have anxiety before they saw a therapist, oh, they have it in the waiting room waiting to see me. I know I've been there. I've seen therapists. And I know that when I was sitting there, I was having anxiety because I didn't know what was going to happen. The unknown, I was super scared and fearful. But as I repetitiously met with my therapist and kept on talking to him or her because I saw a few different therapists, I started to become more comfortable because as I was progressing and as I was taking on that challenge and looking at my life and trying to get better, my anxiety felt like I was picking up the phone. If you call someone, you text someone and they don't get back to you over and over again, do you think your anxiety is going to go up? Like you're worried, like what's going on? How come they're not getting back to me? What do I do? What's wrong? Well, that's no different except your anxiety is part of you. It's inside of you. It's trying to alert you of something. It's a notification in many ways. It's like that notification dropping down saying, hey, your battery's low or you're off the path. But when you get back on the path and how you get back on the path is addressing it, dealing with it. And like I said, taking the offense, like offensive, like going after it, trying to figure out and understand it. As you do that, it minimizes or at least it becomes more manageable. Now, if you want to know more about uh, my own personal anxiety this summer, because this is not just one of those topics where I'm saying, oh, I talked to a client and this is what me and my client talked about because I talk about anxiety with all my clients. Well, at least most of them in some way, shape or form. This is something that I've been dealing with the past six weeks. And so if you're curious and want to know a little bit more about how I dealt with this and what I had going on now, I'll be honest with you, I don't give you all the deep information because, you know, that's, I got to keep something for myself. But I do talk about it more on what we call Light the Fight Patreon. So if you want to check out the Patreon, just go to www.patreon.com backslash Light the Fight. If you're not familiar with it, it's a it's basically a paid service. So you pay $5 a month. You get an extra video every single week. And I'm just going to elaborate on this topic a little bit more. And just a little remind you, a reminder to you, if you did not hear my last week's episode, we're going to be launching a different platform. Okay, not a different platform, a different schedule for Light the Fight. We'll be doing two episodes each week. One will be an episode similar to this, very educational, me talking to you about like, here's a topic and here's some suggestions I have. Then the second episode is going to be something I've been wanting to do for a long time. But to be honest with you, I was a little skeptical, a little apprehensive because I'm a little scared of sharing too much of my personality because I want people to like me. And I'm a little fearful that if I share all my personality, people may go, oh, where did this guy get his degree? <laughs> What's going on? But I can tell you how I've been, what I feel, I guess you could say I've been successful as a therapist in, in my private practice. My secret power, like one of my secret things, it's not even a secret, it's just what makes me, 
I believe someone that can affect and influence people is not my fancy Harvard degree because I don't have one of those. Uh, it's, it's not because I read more books. I mean, I've read my fair share, but not more than, you know, some of the greatest minds out there in psychology. It's because I'm just kind of like that guy who's a regular guy who you can relate to that just happens to be a therapist. So in uh, the, the new episodes on Light the Fight later on the week, you're going to be getting a little bit more of the version of me that you would be getting if you were an actual client of mine. I get relationships with my clients that span years. Some of my clients, I've known them for 15 years. I've known them throughout all the children in their life, their hardships, their highs, their lows, gone to graduations, weddings, all these different types of experiences. And these people get a relationship with me. That's me. So you're going to be getting a little bit more of that. And you get to determine for yourself if you like that. If you don't like that, just listen to the main feed. But uh, you get to see a little bit more of my sarcasm and things that I actually say to parents, things that I really say to them that make them think. And I like to poke the bear a little bit. Sometimes I got to be devil's advocate. So that's what you'll be getting. And also, too, I want to invite you to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you haven't been on our YouTube channel, I don't blame you. We haven't posted much there in the past four years. We do have some of our episodes on there, but that's going to change. This episode will be on YouTube and every single episode, both of our episodes that we do throughout the week starting next week, well, starting this week, but next week we'll be doing two episodes, but all these episodes will now be on YouTube. If you're like me, I like to consume my podcast through YouTube. I used to listen to them through iTunes and this and that and the other. I don't know why I didn't think I'd like to sit there. I didn't, I didn't think I'd like to watch someone talk, but I do. So if you're like me and if, if that's the way you like to consume it, you can now consume our podcast on Light the Fight and look for some of our uh, reels that you'll be seeing on Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, please go to Light the Fight on Instagram. Follow us there. And like I said, go check out the Patreon. It's just five bucks a month. If you don't want to do it, you can cancel at any time. Or if you want to give it a shot, give it a shot. But if you don't like it, you can cancel at any time. www.patreon.com backslash Light the Fight. And thank you as always, you guys, for being here for us, for listening to us, for trusting us. When I say being here for us, meaning like if you weren't here listening, if I didn't, if I looked at my feed every single week and nobody was listening, I would stop doing this. This is to help you guys so that you guys can shortcut a lot of the troubles and struggles that your parents went through or maybe mistakes that you went through in the past that you just want to correct because you want to be better than your former self. I think that's all of our goals. So as always, you guys, thank you for helping us to light the fire.